This podcast is brought to you by Toasted Marshmallow Adventures Studio. Contact them at gettoasted at toastedmarshmallowadventures.com for all of your podcast production needs. I sabotage it and I justify it and I'm I like even make other people I convince other people that yeah you know you're right Amy you gotta you've got a lot of other things to focus on and I I I probably need a soundboard (laughs) yeah you do we all do it we all need but I I was listening to some motivational speaking and there was one thing that stuck in my mind where I just decided you know what you're not gonna quit this time you're not quitting. And the the guy said, there's no success without sacrifice. Good morning and welcome to Not Everyone Gets a Trophy with Amy and Mo. Well, good morning. Welcome to our show, Not Everyone Gets a Trophy with Amy and Mo. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, Mo. And it's no longer Princess Amy. <laughs> or hashtag, I would say. Uh, right. Oh, I'm still a princess. Oh, I know you are. Oh, do you? But it's no longer hashtag, which it's a step in the right direction. I'm, I'm making good moves in 2022. I have... It's March, and mm-hmm. I've accomplished a lot, and I'm took a step back and I'm a little overwhelmed with how many things I put my hands into so far. Yeah. But I'm just persevering. I'm still jacked about all the ideas I had. I'm knees deep in a remodel in my kitchen. Um, I can still envision it though. Like I still have this like dream board, all mm-hmm. these pictures yeah. that I've saved. <laughs> um, I am an entrepreneur and I did just solidify everything in my first month with my business and I'm moments from stepping on the stage that I've been. What is it? 13 days? 12 days? 17? 16? Oh my gosh. I don't even want to count, but it's March 19th and I'll be in salt lake yeah in some shiny new heels that i just got delivered to my house and there you go you know what the crazy thing is that since you started working out our our instagram page (laughs) our instagram page it's full of um like bodybuilders and people that work out (laughs) and i'm like man like it's almost Maybe some of that start like shitting off on right? so no, you it, actually it go is. to the gym. I, I am I am one step away from from <laughs> from, from going back to the gym. Um I, I took my kids to the Namba Rec Center and Did you guys go swimming? They did. I right? knew it. So, I freaking knew it. So we took him swimming and when I was there there was this itch. This itch of get back to feeding your body. Taking care of and, your body. and taking care of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I like to say that uh, that I'm doing it on my own, but I take medication. And sometimes when medication doesn't work, I'm like, "Well, stupid medication! Like, I need more medication." And I've been taking this anatomy and physiology class, which explains everything about the body. And that's when I start realizing that it is time to make that decision. Like life was just little by little telling me to get back in the gym. I haven't, and that's okay. But I know it's coming. Maybe you need one of those people on your soundboard. Yeah. Yeah. Me. You. Me yeah. Right here. 
So far, I have one. You do? Yeah. I haven't had time to start start a soundboard. Yeah. And somebody asked me to be their soundboard. I no. Was like, and I was like, yes, absolutely. I'll be your soundboard, which is crazy. Um, for those who don't know what we're talking about is we had Jason Coombs um, a couple of weeks ago, and he talked about having your board of trustees in your own life, uh, and we call it soundboards. So after that... I've been looking for those people, but not in like, I'm going to go search for them, but allowing live to bring those to me. And one of our speakers, I uh, know one of our listeners asked me to be their soundboard. Um, and it's been great. That's got to be really a good feeling that someone is inspired by you. I think, I'm not inspired by you whatsoever, Mo. Like, I think I it's a combination just... of both of you and I think we inspire <laughs> people, kidding. hopefully, um, to do something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Whether no. it's just going with it and because we keep showing up every week mm-hmm. and uh it's exciting our numbers uh are, are great even though um we kicked off a of facebook it's w- not it's not entirely like going but we started that we did so little by little we get to it mm-hmm. and i think part of today is conversation is uh amy and i took a week off recording and it was much needed i would say yeah it, it just yeah. felt like I had like three tests that week, work, and the time. When you started like a new part of work. Yeah. So that takes a lot of time and investment to get yourself settled with that. Yeah. So we did. It was, you know what though? I I felt really uncomfortable about it. Yeah. Because this is part of my routine. It is. Um, But I think it was necessary because... You know, I, I had to take a step back and like reevaluate everything I had going on. And during the week off, I actually listened to a couple of our old podcasts and I was like, oh gosh, I can't wait to get back in the studio next week. I know. And, and, and the funny thing is that sometimes I remember the first episode that we started and I always talk about this, how it was so awkward to hear my voice. And, and now it's, it's, it's it's become its own thing. Like kind of like Jason mm-hmm. Coombs talks about allowing the book to become its own thing. This mm-hmm. podcast is, is, is doing the same thing to where I'm learning from my own podcast, mm-hmm. which is crazy because sometimes when, when I hear our podcast, I'm like, did I say that? I know. I'm like, that was some really good shit. I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I come back and I'm like, that was good. Amy. Yeah, yeah. High five. Yeah. High five on that one. <laughs> yeah. And then some of the episodes that I'm like, okay, that was that. That's okay. Yeah, I I can like replay it in my mind where I'm like, oh, I would I wish I would have said that. Yeah. But they're all they're all really they are really all doing their own thing. Yeah, it's like it's its own thing. And today we came in and we're like, well, what do we talk about? Amy wants me to talk about my story, and I'm like, it's not done. I'm not I'm not ready. Um, it will be coming, but it's just not done, and that's okay. Yeah. And today's just simply about understanding that sometimes. You just have to get away from the world. Sometimes you gotta take a break from just about everything, disappear, come back, and shock the world. Well, because we were talking about before we, you know, started this that the show that how we've just been so overwhelmed with new things that are popping up and how many things that we had set, you know, our goals for this year and how fast they're just happening they are and i've just been like lost in the whole sauce of it like i got i got a granite guy showing up i gotta order my new heels i gotta meet my trainer oh my gosh like i don't i don't feel like i have 
a moment and I feel like I'm like, I don't have a tight enough grip. Right. Like I don't have enough control. And so I've just been like, kind of like disconnecting. Which getting- is good. It's good. And, 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 and I, when I talk about feelings at work, when I say stress is good, people look at me like, what? When I say anger is good, they're like, what? When I say shame and guilt, they're like, oh, this guy's crazy. Uh-huh. But disconnecting is also a good thing. Right? And, and, and it's just- emotional. It's really emotional for me. Um, because when I feel like I'm overwhelmed and I don't have control, I start having anxiety and I feel like I, you know, like I'm missing something or like, it's like when moms get in the car with all four of their kids and then they're driving down the road and they look behind them to make sure all of their little ducklings are there. Yeah. And then, cause you just feel like, oh my gosh, something's missing. And the weird thing about when you do these things, when you disconnect, it's almost like we shame ourselves for it. Like there's this bad feeling for not being around others and not be connected to the world as though it's something bad. And, and it's not. It's actually much needed to just step away mm-hmm. from the noise, from the media, from friends, from everything. And just focus on and like just the focus grind. on the important things of life. Mm-hmm. But your presence or this is how kind of like I feel I feel like my presence is necessary and I have to perform at a at a certain level and if I'm not doing that like everything around me starts um not falling in line yeah they're just like dominoes and they're just like ting 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 um, I'm not very good at noises, <laughs> but that's what it feels like. Yeah. So I have this pressure and I do it to myself. Hey, this external pressure to perform. Be, perform. Yeah. I like that. At the level. And even though you're working within yourself I know. in your current situation. I know. I, I, I'm like get... internalizing like all these things that I had set to do for myself. I'm like trying to just like internalize all of that and just like do that grind like focus on the things that I need and all that kind of stuff and it's it sometimes is very overwhelming because you don't project that yeah. that external energy that everybody's used to but you're right it's necessary but it's a, it's definitely a weird feeling yeah because I've, we're we're used to the noise and when I think about checking out, is it's completely f- that feeling of I'm checking out. It almost feels like I'm failing, but I'm but I'm actually creating at the same time. So if you lo- really think about it, it's in those moments that the silent moments that I call in life that you feel like you have nobody, that you're left alone. If I can look back on my life, I would I would trade those times. To where it's just me. It's, it's, it's an awkward feeling for me. It's like, you know, everything is quiet. Like there's, there's never a a louder house than an empty house with you sitting in by yourself. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like that. So the quiet, the, the disconnect from noise and stuff, it's super uncomfortable for me. But that's where like all the magic starts happening yeah. is when you're just like, it's me against me. This is what we got to do. You got to put in the work. This And 
And then when you come back, like it's, it's like a, you're projected this projected progress. Mm-hmm. But in the mix, it's very yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I so, don't like yeah. it. So, you know, I guess what, what I want to get across is to that audience, to, to that one person that might hit is that check out. And I'm not talking about like depression, isolation, withdrawn. Mm-hmm. Is conscious, consciously do it to fill your cup yourself. Mm-hmm. That you don't need anything external, but to just be present within yourself and be present with you mm-hmm. first and foremost. And it'll be a little bit selfish. I think for me, um, I feel when somebody gives me permission, like when I used to go to counseling and stuff all the time it was like I always felt like I needed to ask permission to do things that I didn't really need permission for but it's it's soothing like it's almost better when someone's like it's okay yeah to do these things and be quiet and do your own thing and not not make sure everybody else is okay with what you're doing yeah you know what that's called tell me codependency oh my gosh i know i am huge i I was huge codependent person yeah i still i still sometimes like i have patterns um that i feel that i have codependency issues i think at this point though i'm a little bit more self-aware so i have like a check system where i i'm aware of it and so when i make those decisions I, I know what I'm doing. That's how I feel about going to the gym and not even gym, just exercising. I'm like, okay, I'm finally aware my body, my intuition, everything about life is saying, go do something, go on a walk at least feed your body because I am putting 150 at my job, at school, at being a dad, at being a coworker, at being a friend. But it was this week that I was able to realize but you're not taking care of your body mm-hmm. the way you should. Mm-hmm. You're not hydrating. You're not eating well. You're not sleeping well. And my brain says, oh, the medication is no longer working. But this week was that finally like, bing, and saying, Mo, take care of yourself. Because the long run, this is all going to go to crumbles. Unless you take care of yourself. Yeah. And there was this weird energy at work. Everyone was tired. It just seemed heavy. And maybe this is a time in life, right? There's New Year's is over, right? The uh, New New Year's resolution is over. Mm-hmm. There's nothing approaching other than Easter. Yeah, it's like, it's like the New Year's resolution. We're so excited about it, but now this is where the work comes in. Yeah, and this is where the like the self doubt like creeps in because I'm like, yeah. I don't think I'm not sure if I'm strong enough to do this, and that that's a pl- tough t- tough place to be. Yeah, showing up, keep going, and have that dream in mind, and you will make it. I had not studied for. For science since I was like a freshman in college. It's years, like 10 years, over 10 years. So how old are you, Mo? Or let's, <laughs> I mean, you've aged me before. I'm, uh, I'm in my 30s. <laughs> let's keep it that way. 
And it has been an amazing way to look at life because I forgot how it felt to to learn something new away from what I knew to be counseling, you know, therapy. Mm-hmm. I am I'm being taught now. Yeah. I walk out of there and I'm like, man, if that's how my patients feel, in some ways it sucks. Because seeing somebody possess the knowledge that you want, either it drives you to want that or or it drives you to not want to do it mm-hmm. anymore. In the exact opposite direction. Yeah. And I consciously have to decide. I want that. Yeah, that's where the hard work comes in. Yeah. And, so, you know, I like I'm prepping for this competition and I'm so jazzed about it. I, you know, I'm like, this is going to be great. I'm going to crush it, like all these things. And now we're getting down to the last few days and I, I have self, the self-doubt is creeping in. I'm like, all this work didn't matter. It's not good enough. I should just quit now. And I, I, this is a pattern for me that I, I'm always right at the tip of like getting to the finish line. Yeah. Or the breakthrough. And I'm like, I don't really think I want to get to the finish line because I don't think I'm going to be good enough. I don't think it's going to be, I'm not going to be successful. And I, and we sabotage things. I sabotage it and I quit and I get out. Yeah. And it has taken all of me to just persevere, just to keep going. Cause I want, I want to quit. I do. I, I have, I tried, I've tried to quit three times in the last two weeks. Yeah. And and it's weird because I, I was on the same boat because I was frustrated because neurons, I don't, I don't even know the lingo of, of like, of everything that I'm trying to learn. And then I see like an 18 year old get a hundred in the test, a hundred. And, and it's, it's scary. It's scary because I'm like, where am I? Am I actually meant to do this? Are you uh, smart enough? Am I smart enough? Is this is this what is this what I'm wanting, or is that or is this kind of my path? Um, but I say positive. But you have to remember, like, it's just you against you. It's not you against the 18 year old. I know, and that's kind of what I've had to like stick in my mind. I'm, I like that. I it's it's me against me. You know, I'm gonna be standing up on stage with people. That may have only done a six-week prep that are just genetically built mm-hmm. to be at this performance level. And they just made a couple, couple tweaks, but they ate right. pizza like every Saturday. Yeah, That's not my story. Because, but... because 10,000 people wanted to do what you did. And hypothetically, there's only 10 people up there, right? Um, No. Well, it's, I'm it's just not... saying, uh, how many people say, I want to do something? I want to go. And oh compete. yeah, everybody will say, "Oh, right? I want to do that." I wish I, I wish I had the courage. Yeah. And then we get up there, and we do it, and it's almost like we're the person who said they want to do it, and they're not doing it, right? It's like you against you, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's definitely like a it's a it's a battle. It's a it's a mind fuck. Yeah, it's it's a struggle because I I do want to sit there and say, well, I'm just you know all the self doubt, like I'm not genetically built for this. Yeah, I'm. I, uh, it's going to take me 24 months with somebody that would take six, six weeks. And so I should just be the person in the crowd, just rooting for all, you know, the 10 people that made it on stage. 
because that's where I'm at. That's like, that's the level I'm supposed to be on. So I try to convince myself that, um, I'm just not meant for that sport. So yeah. I, I, I will, I will try to like, uh, rationalize as to why I should mm -hmm. be quitting. Which reminds me of when I put in all this work <laughs> yeah. and, and this is what I do every time I am one, like one move, one decision away, one decision away with either reaching the finish line or just like for like forgetting about all the hard work I put in this far when, when I I've come so far, I'm just that one decision away of just like throwing it away and, it, and I've done it. I, I sabotage it and I justify it. And I'm, I like even make other people, I convince other people that, yeah, you know, you're right, Amy, you got a, you got a lot of other things to focus on. Yeah. And I, I, I probably need a soundboard. <laughs> yeah, you do. We all do it. We all need. But I, I was listening to some motivational speaking and there was one thing that stuck in my mind where I just decided, you know what, you're not going to quit this time. You're not quitting. And the the guy said there's no success without sacrifice so that all like that that was all i needed yeah. to hear like i have sacrificed it's i've sacrificed sleep ice cream um time for my children um lots of things and but we are the sacrifice I will be, right so uh, yeah like i i did all the sacrifice and I will be successful at the level that I perform at. Yeah. I'm definitely not where I was, you know, 20 weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So it's me against me. Like I'm already winning because yeah. I didn't give up. And at the end of the day, we are the sacrifice. We like to say that other things, but we are the sacrifice. And when I mean we are the sacrifice, we have to sacrifice the parts that we don't like about ourselves for our kids not to repeat the same mistakes that we continue to do. And when I realized that, I had to sacrifice things, perhaps a pleasure, value, and things that perhaps my parents taught me. Because I knew that if I want my child to become a better human than me, it has to be way different than what I'm doing right now. And for our speakers, I always say, if you don't want do it for yourself, do it for your kids. Yeah, but ultimately it's only gonna work if you do it for yourself. Initially, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the part because yeah. you have to be the sacrifice initially. You have to go and not sleep. Getting four hours of sleep because you have to do the homework. Mm -hmm. And then with, with three hours of sleep, getting up and still enjoying your kids and loving them and taking them to school and bringing them and still, like you say, perform, perform from the, the mm -hmm. ones that you love. And at the end of the day, no one knows that sacrifice more than you. But no one needs to know that sacrifice. Right. And sometimes we have the alter ego that says, hey, Mo, how can no one's telling you how hard you're working? Don't you think you deserve it? And if we hear that too loud, that's our crutch. That's how we that's stop. That's a sabotage. That's a sabotage. Oh. I know. I think I, I, I mean, I, I've had those talks with myself. Like I don't hear voices or anything <laughs> yeah. like that. Um, which is not, is not weird, but, but I have these mm -hmm. conversations where I'm, where I, it's that, that self doubt yeah. or that, that whatever yeah. it's called. I don't know who told me 
it is when you go outside of what's important or at work that you become, that you get burned out. And when I heard that, it makes sense in my life, meaning that if you are noise to my life, if you're not bringing anything into my life, I'm going to burn out because I'm already spending 150% on the thing that I want. And if I give you something for nothing, I'm going to crash. And when I say check out is really kind of get lost for those people to get lost. Well, I mean, that's just kind of, it comes from like the social exchange theory that if there isn't an even exchange between a, a relationship, the relationship will ultimately end. So you can't give things away for free. Like there can't just be the takers and the givers because those relationships never work out. Like it has, there has to be like reciprocity. I think that's how you say that for, for partnerships to be, um, to have longevity in in partnerships, friendships, marriages, stuff like that. Like there has to be a balance. So if there's just a giver, and there's just a taker. Ultimately, burnout. yeah, burnout. So ultimately, the relationship will fail. Absolutely. And, and, I, and I always say in relationships is give 150 in every relationship that you currently have. I only match energy. Yeah, but what it could be, it could be energy, right? Mm-hmm. But you give 150 because if that person is within your lines, you know that that person is giving you 150 percent. There's no doubt. So you don't have a problem doing it. Mm-hmm. When you go outside of those lines, you're going to encounter those people that you're talking about. Right. That, ooh, Mo gives 150. If I just give him 10%, he's going to give me his 150. Well, you will. And, and naturally, like, it's normally in the, op, like, the, the female side. Females, when they start a relationship with the opposite sex. Well, I guess maybe in the same sex too. But. I think it's the same sex, but I think you're you're speaking. Um. So, but females generally overcompensate in relationships initially, and subjectively, uh, I would say. No, it. I I I'm pretty confident I read this somewhere. But females generally will overcompensate in a relationship, and then when their energy isn't matched with um by their partner, then they start to take it back. So selfish. So then, yeah. So then there isn't the, it, it never was an even exchange from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so the, it, the foundation of the relationship was already set up for failure. Right. So, um, if the, if the woman like starts to like draw back and stops overcompensating and taking their things back because they get hurt or offended and the, um, the, the other partner decides not to like, do the compensating for that the relationship gets very tense and then there's a lot of resentment and then relationships and uh, ultimately fail or there's like cheating and um and that happens a lot it happens all the time actually but it shouldn't well it shouldn't happen but that's how that's how we're that's just how we're like built like that's how we're brought up and like most of the time moms are in well I guess in normal families, it's like the boys are just, you know, mama's boys. Moms are just caring I for their boys. I think Amy is speaking on her behalf. No, I've heard this from other people <laughs> and I've experienced it with other people that are, uh, 
that I've had conversations with where they're like, I would have gave them anything. I'm like, well, I think you did. I think you did give them more than you probably should have at the beginning. But we're just, that's just how we're built. We want to be caretakers. Because we like initially the honeymoon stage. Yeah. And we jump and we jump very, very quickly. But I think if, I think if people, I think if the uh, opposite sex or the other partner understood where the female was coming from initially, I think that they would have a better advantage on building the foundation of a relationship because they would do their best to match that energy because the like males are built. They're like animals. They're, they're built to chase. You know what I learned? Not to cut you off. Oh no, cut me off. But that men have, there are certain men that possess an extra Y chromosome. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and you guys might no, be, we don't need an anatomy uh, okay, okay. lesson right no, now. But, but I, I didn't know this, and yeah. and, and I'm a, and I'm a therapist, and it's like, I, I, why didn't they teach me this in in school? Because there is, there is this part of humanity that just naturally creates a human to be like more, you know, like moody and. And just react to things. And how do you know that? It also causes like different yeah. facial features it, it, to it, present and stuff like it, that. My professor said, and most of these individuals are an in abnormality. And most of them end up in jail because of <laughs> that. And I'm like, and he's like, I'm not trying to be mean, but it's just true because who they are. That to me was fascinating. That's a fascinating fun fact, Mo. Yeah. That came out of left field, Mo. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Well, anyways, I think we were off track anyway. Oh, wow, but absolutely. yes, men like men are built to like to ch- chase. Like they That's they... off track already. But let's go back to what we started talking about. Was getting lost in and disconnecting from the world. Disconnecting from yeah. To allow yourself to then see everything for what it is again. The importance. Yeah, that reevaluation. Right? Yeah, that, that whole that whole like quiet, calm, like you know, separating yeah. yourself from yeah. what everybody else needs in the world yeah. and just on what you need. And mm-hmm. I think I'm going to do that. And when I come out, I'm going to be like, yeah, right. I'm going to be. Well, I think maybe you can just kind of identify it as you're filling your cup again. Yeah. Because I, I, I think that's what I was doing. You know, the whole last week, I just kind of was filling up my cup again, like doing my rituals, like just having that time for myself and really committing to it because I think with all my goals and me being really focused on so many things I want to accomplish, I was, I was, uh, trying to perform at that level and still get all my stuff done. So I was just kind of like, come on, hurry, let's go. When I used to sit and be in the moment. And I, I think I was kind of losing sight of that and I had to step away from everything. Yeah. I'm just going to get lost and disconnected from everybody and figure out what was best for Amy. Yeah. And this time I don't think I needed permission. That's good. And I was able to say no more. And I think the more I practice that, and, and this is what I was wanted to bring up was I don't really have an emotional attachment to saying no or focusing on myself anymore. And I'm not sure if that's okay. Absolutely. Because I can't decide. I just can't decide if if I care if I'm offending people. But that's the thing. Saying no 
should not come with an emotional. I know. No, no is a complete sentence. I know that. Right. So for those who are listening is when you say no, it, it shouldn't come with an emotional response because no is not a feeling. It's just a statement. It's just a statement. But for some reason, because of our trauma, because of who, how we were raised, sometimes saying no creates guilt because we were, we were mm-hmm. shamed after every time we mm-hmm. would say no. Right. And then some, some people. It's always no, I'm really sorry. I don't need you to be sorry right. for saying no. Yeah. And it's almost, I, I mean, a lot of people who struggle with guilt, bad guilt, and they always put themselves in a position that they're at fault, regardless of the situation. If I steal from you, you feel guilty. That's supposed to be a good response though, right? Well, no. Like if you put yourself in, in guilt, meaning that let's say I, I, I cheat on you and then you feel guilty. Are you cheating on me? No. This is the only podcast I have. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. But going back to the saying no. No, it's no. No different than love. And the purest way, love. Anger, sadness, all those. They're all needed. And they're supposed to be treated for what they're meant to be treated and accomplish. So you, sh- I, yeah. You shouldn't be sorry for saying no. No, absolutely. And do you know that women actually apologize way more than they're supposed to like when you walk by somebody in the store and you're not even in their way and you like pardon me sorry hmm. or if somebody walks in front of you and it was like they were the ones who were offensive and you back up and you're like i'm sorry is it though yeah i have noticed that i i i have noticed that when i walked across people i'm like oh excuse me i'm really sorry i just need to get by you we have to stop doing that why are we apologizing for just a natural like a pardon maybe it's just the people that you're around i don't know i think we should pay attention to that you should really pay attention to that i pay attention to what you're saying right now which comes with growth because i know a lot of women who wouldn't apologize because there's no need to apologize i know and there isn't a need to apologize there isn't but i i think that like just by taking this time off i'm like i'm i think i'm becoming more aware like every time i step step back i'm like what what have i been doing what have i been doing what do i need to focus on and it sounds like what am i falling short of what do i you know all that kind of stuff and it sounds like you're doing good progress because it sounds like what you're saying is actually what you're noticing about yourself Uh it might not be true about everybody but you're noticing things within yourself which there's a part of your brain that once it identifies a trend it picks it up everywhere so yes you might be right in the sense that everywhere you look you're seeing that pattern right there's this part of the brain where if i go buy a purple car because i don't oh, think yeah, i, I, I don't think anybody everybody. has a purple car right <laughs> guess what the next morning i show up to, to work and there's like three purple cars so then we become just hyper focused because now we're paying attention yeah to i'm it. very i'm very like hyper aware i'm i'm really sensitive to everything that's going on with me right now and it's been making me very emotional good I'm super emotional. Yeah. About because a lot of things. Like be- I've it's 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 been wild. It's been a wild week. And that is called being healthy. That's called being healthy. I hope so. Yes. Cause I I've I've cried a lot this good. week. Good, <laughs> good, good, good. When clients come to me and say, Hey Mo, I'm having a lot of dreams and nightmares. 
And I'm like, well, are they nightmares or dreams? They're dreams, but I don't like him. And I'm like, what? What do you mean you don't like dreams? Yeah, I don't. Can I talk to the doctor? And I'm like, you're very healthy. <sighs> you dreaming, it's, it's part of processing. But if, if, if we've been taught to like, oh, no, uh-uh, I don't want that. The healthier you are, the more you're going to be aware of yourself mm-hmm. and the more you're going to start experiencing those feelings. And it's so interesting because most people, you know, where we work at work, they have a feeling and they're like, I need medicine. I need the doctor yeah. to give me medicine. I'm like, no, you need to feel these things. Mm-hmm. You really do. And uh, we were talking about the healing process. And during the healing process, you're going to feel a lot of things and, and it might feel miserable and you might feel like you're suffering a little bit. But that's so beautiful. But that's what you have to have. You have to have misery in the healing process because you can't heal from thinking something yeah. you can't feel. Absolutely. And you're over here saying, Mo, I think I'm numb. <laughs> I know. I know. That's where that's where the like the, the my head screwed yeah. up where I'm like. I don't know if this is like uh, emotionally detachment on purpose because these are my patterns or if I feel numb, like I don't, it's, I. That is just a human on the right path and able to experience what you need to. And when we say emotional is because what you're experiencing now, it's coming from years behind you. So for example, if you're, if you're crying a lot, it's because there's a lot of sadness in your life that in previous times, because of life, because of your, your season of life, you weren't allowed to do those things. Oh, no. And now that you're healthy <laughs> and you feel more independent and you don't need other people to say and hold that space for you, you can just be driving down the street and just, just cry. Yeah. Yeah, before it was like I didn't allow myself to feel this. I'm like, nope, we don't have time for that. Yeah. We don't have time for tears. And now I'm like, I just, just cry or I just get really excited and I'll, and it's, and it's happening, right? I'll share like how I'm feeling with somebody else. And then it's just kind of like a vibe that just circles around and it, it feels good in the end. Absolutely. The problem is that when you go outside of those, the the lines I'm talking about, you can't do that because then you, you put back this facade. You start acting again because Oh no, those aren't my, you don't feel safe. So you revert Mm -hmm. and then you try to come back in into your own space and it feels shameful. Yeah. Like I wasn't like, you're not honest. Yes. Oh, that's, I think that's one of the most freeing things about, um, like my epic downfall was honesty, like pure raw honesty with myself is the only thing that, that. Well, it's not the only thing, but it's one of the things I hold the highest regard. Like I have the highest value for honesty. And if you can't be honest with you, no one will be honest with you. Yeah. Like because, you, because you don't hold that for me. Mm-hmm. Meaning that if if I know somehow you're holding things on for me, away from me, then you're not safe. So I'll give you what I feel safe with. But if you're safe with yourself, then... Then, then you hold that space for me and then I'm honest with you. But we're not taught that way. We're taught that you have to earn it. Mm-hmm. And, and trust, I don't believe it's earned. It's created. Yeah, it really between is. Between two things, two energies, 
mm-hmm. that is created. So that's why I don't think it's earned. Because if it was earned, shoot, Amy, how much money? Yeah. What do you need from me right, to, right, to, to I'll trust write you? A you? Check, Mo. Yeah, like I'll buy it. If you can just do this for me, I'll trust you. What? If that's all it takes, then I'll go mess up and then I'll give it to you again. Yeah. So if you're listening to us, not sure where you're at right now. But try to stay within those lines. And maybe check out, disappear for a little bit from from that external noise, from the friends that you know you're giving and you shouldn't. Yeah, like reset. Just get it. Get real with yourself, like just you, you and you. Yeah. you. And, and I'm going to say this because I struggle with this. Put your phone away. Be okay with your phone being downstairs, upstairs when you're having dinner. When you hear it, that you shouldn't be able to hear it. You should be able to hear what's in front of you. And I struggle with that as a person. And I'm reminded that by the people inside my my lanes. Put your phone away. And I'm thankful for that. So it's those little things that those people in your in your lane will tell you that the people outside won't. They will tell you the opposite. I've been texting you. Why don't you answer? Give, give, give me, give me, give me. And that ultimately you will. And when you do, you burn out. Yeah. The burnout's no good. So I'm not sure who or what hits. I'm not sure what you got out of this. But I love this about Amy and I and I that we <laughs> just say, hey, let's just go with it. Yeah. And and just be raw. We're not gonna practice questions. We're not gonna we don't even know where we're gonna go. But let's just let's just go with it. I just like when we talk about things that are on our mind, because we can't be the only ones that feel like this. And sometimes I still feel like, you know, I have those patterns and I have those codependency tendencies where I just need someone to give me permission to say it's okay for you to just regroup, reset, disconnect from all your, you know, all the things that you can, you know, there's things that, you know, you can't disconnect from, like there's things that you have to do every day, but you can make adjustments to things that are not necessary and just focus on what, what you need, like fill that cup back up because burnout is, is not, it's not, it's not healthy. And when you find those people in your life, you don't even have to ask for them to hold that space. The space is there. It's, and when yeah. you and when you step into it, they know what to do. Mm-hmm. Without you saying, "Hey, um, uh, I need to talk," right? It, it doesn't have. It just they know it. They see it. They feel you. They're connected with you. And it just it just happens. And maybe you're not. In, in that state of mind, maybe that's not who you are today. But there's going to be a time where maybe whatever Amy said, whatever I said, is going to click. Uh, yeah. Right. And in five years, you're, you might be like, where is that podcast? <laughs> yeah. And we, we'll might, be here. and we might be here. We might not. Oh, we're going to be here. OK, we are going to be here. And then I just want to before we go, I just want to tell people. Now think about things that you are, you know, wanting, like when you, when you come back from, you know, disconnecting from the world, just remember like you're the product of the five closest people to you. 
So whatever your goals that you are focusing on, whatever it is you want for your life, make sure that the people that are surrounding you are like-minded. So if you want to be successful, find successful people. You want to find more love, find loving people. You want to find you want to find money, you need to find people with money. Absolutely. You they're like or you know all the all the things. Yeah. And, and it, get ready to be so uncomfortable around it. So uncomfortable. Yeah. You you got to you got to be able to sit in places that you were not used to sitting in. Yeah. And just keep practicing it and you're not going to be perfect at it and you'll have patterns and you'll have roadblocks. I still get hit like a ton of bricks. Um I'm a little bit more aware um and they don't they don't feel as heavy when I when I get hit. But I do understand and I I let the emotions just like flood because I I do find that there's like healing and progress and when I come back from like you know I'm like ready to you know strap my boots back on and get back at the world and and be that energy and perform I feel more motivated and I feel more confident yeah you said it perfectly when somebody is experiencing what you are that's called flooding meaning that a whole bunch of feelings are trapped and when they all come out at once it's called flooding and you tend to gravitate to the to the one that actually well, you struggle I didn't the most know I was that smart yeah wow so it's it's <laughs> flooding it's good it's healthy because when you're flooding you are emptying that space that cup and after that it is up to you to keep that cup flowing versus getting That's full. all I want to do. Meaning I want to learn. I want to I want to fill my cup. Yeah. I want it to pour over. I want I want to I want other people to Yeah, meaning that in if that. an event needs you to be sad, you say, "All right." All right. And if you need to say no, it's no. And if you need to be angry, which is accepted to protect you get angry, but you don't say, oh man, I can't be angry. I know. Because then the, suppressing it, then suppresses makes my body hurt. Mm -hmm. Literally makes my body hurt. Makes it, my head And once hurt. you suppress one feeling, you suppress all feelings in the purest way form, meaning that you can still be happy, but not pure. You can be somewhat happy because you prevented anger and, and sadness. So just remember that. That you can't you you can't be one without the other. Well, we hope that you go out and have a good week. Take some time for yourself. Do whatever you need to do to fill your cup. It's really important. Reach out to people. Tell them that how you feel about them. There's a there's a lot of despair in this world, but there's also so much humbleness and great things that you can be grateful for. So, we're really thankful for you guys tuning in this weekend. Find your soundboard. Find a soundboard. Yes. Yes. Have a good week. Adios.